book of John, chapter number 1. John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The word life is found 36 times in the book of John. It's a theme of John. The Bible said the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. May we pray. Our Father, I bow to thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for another privilege to preach for these that have come. Lord, you know every heart, you know every need, and I pray that you'd meet those needs today. I pray for wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord, to be a vessel that you could fill and use. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'll talk to you about light today. I remember hearing this interesting little story about the, the church. We're going to vote on a chandelier they put out in the vestibule of the church. One fellow said, I'm against it for three reasons. First of all, there's nobody in this church that knows how to spell chandelier if we wanted to order it. Second of all, if we had one, there's no one here that knows how to play it. And thirdly, what we really need is more light in this building. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought to you, talk to you about a different kind of light today. Uh, light means a wave motion of radiant energy which renders the environment visible, whatever that means. That's what the correct definition of light. Light is kind of an amazing thing. I don't know where anyone really understands light. Yet it's necessary for life. We know that. The first thing God created after the creation of the heaven and the earth was light. The Bible said darkness is upon the face of the deep and God said let there be light and there was light. God divided the light from the darkness and he called the light day and the darkness he called night. So light is important. The Bible tells us in verse 5 here that, uh, or in 1 John rather, chapter 1 verse 5, that God is light. The appearances of deity in the Bible were accompanied by light. There was a light that led Israel uh, into the promised land. And you have many illustrations of this in the Bible. Talk to you about light revealed. Light is a revealing thing. You know, uh, you come in at night and turn the light on, it, uh, it reveals what's, what's in the room. 
I remember years ago we got some roaches. And I live in Catawba County. And uh, you didn't see them during the day. But you go in at night and turn the light on. And the light revealed those roaches. You know, they couldn't stand the light. They're like some, some people. <laughs> you know, they can't, they can't stand the light. But uh, they, had, they had scurried to hide. And uh, I sprayed everything that you could buy in the store on them, I think, and, and couldn't get rid of them. And went to a, a man that, uh, uh, that uh, treated, you know, for termites and all, and he mixed me up a gallon of something, whatever it was. He said, spray this. I sprayed about half of it, and I never saw a roach after that. So whatever it was did the job. But light reveals. Well, we see light, Jesus reveal light. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness. The darkness comprehended it not. Jesus came into a world of darkness, but he revealed true light. Verse 9, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. In chapter 8 and verse 12, chapter 9 and verse 5, he said, I am the light of the world. Talking about Jesus Christ. In the book of John chapter 12, we'll read a couple of verses there. John chapter 12, verse 35 and 36. Then said Jesus, then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have light. Lest darkness come upon you, for he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While you have light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed, and did hide himself from them. So the Lord Jesus was the true revelation of light, and uh, the one that we pattern our life after. Jesus revealed light. The written word of God. We don't have Jesus bodily and bodily presence with us today. He's in heaven, the right hand of the Father. But uh, we still have light. And how, where does that light come from? It comes in the word of God. That's why we come to church, that we might receive light and, and understand light in spiritual sense. Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Verse 130 says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. And how true that is. How did I come to realize I was a sinner? Through the word of God and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we understand that. We understand about Jesus Christ uh, who came into this world. I wasn't here 2,000 years ago nearly. Uh, but the, this book tells me that Jesus came and died on a cross for my sins and uh, was resurrected the third day and tells me all about Jesus Christ. The Word of God enlightens me and opens my understanding. Tells me that uh, there's a remedy for death. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. Uh, we know we're leaving here. I was visiting a man this week. He said, I don't worry about death because I'm saved. And he said, I've got to die. I know that. And he said, I'm not afraid to die because I know where I'm going. Well, how do you, you know, where do you get that? You get that from the Word of God, see. 
You take it by faith. No one's ever seen Jesus with their natural eyes, but we, we take it by faith from the Word of God. And the Word of God is absolute. I want to give an illustration of that in Second Peter. In chapter 1, I'll not read all this scripture, but Peter is talking about the experience he had when he, uh, Peter, James, and John were taken up by the Lord unto the Mount of Transfiguration. And the Lord was transfigured before them, and he, uh, they, saw his they saw a part of His glory, really. The, the God part of Jesus transfigured His flesh, and He, he shone, really. And it was, it was an, uh, an amazing experience. And Peter would say, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let's make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And, and, uh, but uh, they, that wasn't the work. The work was down the valley. But uh, you, no matter how closely you examine Peter, you'd never get him to deny that experience. If you had experienced that, no matter how much I tried to talk you out of it, I couldn't do it. You say, I was there, I saw it, I experienced it, it was real. And you're not going to tell me it didn't happen. But listen to what Peter says in verse 19. Now he heard the voice of the Lord from heaven too there. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation. Prophecy came not in old time of the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Peter says, we have something that is more certain, that is more sure than, than that experience I had, what I saw, what I heard with, with my ears. We have the word of God. The, the written Word of God is more certain than, than if you had an experience like that. If, if you were taken up on a mountain and God spoke to you audibly from heaven, the Word of God is more sure and more certain than that. God cannot lie. And when, if God says it, He'll do it. Now, light is revealed through Jesus. Light is revealed through the written Word of God. And light is revealed uh, through Christians. Jesus said in uh, Matthew 5, 14, Ye are the light of the world. Uh, we're to be lights. Where does God live? God doesn't live in this building. This building has no special significance except the matter that it's a place where, where the church meets. God lives in the believer. He lives in Christians. And how, do, how did I come to know Jesus? I came to know Jesus because somebody else introduced me to him. And that's what we're to be. We're to be lights. We're to be lights that people look at us and say there's something different about that person. They're a Christian. They're Christ-like. And God reveals light through His children. Then, second of all, light received. You know, there's no illumination from the rays of the sun unless there's an object to receive them. You go out at night in a clear night and look up and there's a full moon. Now the moon only reflects, the moon has no light of its own. The moon reflects the light of the sun. The sun is shining on the moon. But may I remind you that the light is shining just as bright 
between the sun and the moon as it is on the moon. But it's dark. People say, well, the sun, you can have the sun shining and, and uh, you have light. Well, again, the sun shining that in, that, in, that, in that empty space there, but the, you can't see nothing. It's dark. So uh, light, there has to be, uh, light must be received. It's kind of like I've told you this story a thousand times, I guess, about the fellow at the radio station. He said, Christ died for everybody. Is that not right? I said, that is right. He said, then everybody's saved. No, that's not right. You have to receive it, you see. Light must be received. There has to be an object to receive the light for the light to mean anything. It's kind of like those saying, if a tree falls in a forest and there's no one there to hear it, is there any sound? <laughs> I don't know whether that's ever been answered or not. But anyway, light, <laughs> light must be received. In verse 12 and 13, But as many as received him, to them gave it power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. You know how clear that is. You go to heaven, you have to have a new birth. And that's something only God can perform. You can join every church in the country, be baptized a hundred times. And like some being baptized for their dead relatives, which is... It's amazing to me how ignorant people can be. Now, you know, there's people who've been baptized hundreds of times, you know, to, to try to try to rescue a relative that died hundreds of years ago or something. Well, uh, anyway, you can be baptized hundreds of times and join the church and live all, perform all kind of good works and give all kind of money. But the new birth is something only God can perform, which are born not of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And God is up to the task. The book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, and uh, verse 3 through 6, page 1232, if you'd like to look at it. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Notice this. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. But God for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You know, salvation is a creation. Just like that, what happened in the book of Genesis. You have darkness, and God turns the light on. Like Brother Thomason's talking in Sunday school about the Holy Spirit helping us understand Scripture. Just like God turns the light on. You say, now I can see. Oh, I see now. And uh, sometimes I listen to someone else teach or preach, and uh, you know, they, they bring out, they, and God turns the light on, and I understand it. But uh, light is a wonderful thing here. And, and, and again, it's a creation. So uh, the creation, uh, the, the creation, God turned the light on, and there's salvation, He turns the light on, and you get saved. Uh, in Ephesians 5, 8, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord? Walk as children of light. 1 Thessalonians 5, 5 talks about us being children of light. 
And 1 Peter 2, 9, he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Isn't it wonderful to, be, to know you're going to heaven? You know, if, you, if you've got that nailed down, if you've got that settled, you can face about anything. I think you can face anything. If you know absolutely, absolutely, positively, 100%, if you died today, that you're going to heaven. You know that for certain. I don't know how people deal with heartache and sorrow that don't have that hope. People say, well, you can't know till you get there. Well, what kind of hope is that? <laughs> That's not what the Bible teaches, is it? The Bible tells us, 1 John 5, 13, you can know, and you can know now. And I'm glad you can. Light revealed, light received. Then thirdly, let me talk to you about light released. The moon reflects the light after receiving it from the sun. And that's what we're to do. We're to release the light. It's just like you come in here at night, have our evening service, and the building will be dark. But there's some switches back there. If you flip those switches, you can have light. And we can come in here and say, well, it's awful dark in here. person says, all you have to do is flip that switch. And the darkness will be driven away. Light has to be released, though. It's here, that electricity. Brian here knows about that electricity. That electricity comes up to that switch and goes from there to that of the lights. <laughs> but you've got to make that connection. You've got to flip that switch where those wires come together and that current can travel to those lights, turn those lights on. The energy is there, but it needs to be released. Now, we can sit around the dark from now on. I'm not going to do that. I'm Tom Malone. I heard him preach. He grew up in the country, of, in, back in the country, back in the state of Alabama. And uh, he said we had to run in water said uh, it was running about uh, 100 yards from the house and you had to run and get it. He talked about the lights. He said, from, uh, sometime I just come in and flip it on and off. He said, I'm so fascinated by, <laughs> by electricity. It's hard to believe that there used to, you know, young people don't, don't realize there was a time when there wasn't anything like that. And the people had uh, oil lamps and whatever. Uh, light release. Well, Philippians 2. Philippians 2, verse 15 and 16, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. That's what we're to do. We're to be a light that city that set on a hill cannot be hid. God wants us to release the light. Then let me talk to you about light rejected. John 1, back in John 1, I need to get back there. John 1, verse 10 and 11. He was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Came into his own, and his own received him not. He came to the Jewish people, and they rejected him. They said, we don't want him. Light rejected. John chapter 12, verse 37. Though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. We have a world that's rejecting light. Uh, you know, I've been to the mission field on a couple of, well, more than that now. I went to Grenada three or four occasions, I guess, now. 
And, uh, you know, one thing, prosperity has ruined us in this country. It's blinded us to the light. And it's, it's a blessing to go to some other country and see the hunger, the hunger for the things of God. I remember when I went to Mexico in the mission field years ago, people rode in what I would call a cattle truck. I mean, pack. they stood up the whole way, the back of that cattle truck. For miles on roads you would not believe. I cannot explain to you how bad the roads were. There's no roads around here to compare them to. You think we have some bad roads. You don't know anything. I don't know how much better it might be now. But, uh, but they rode for all that distance to, to, to hear a, a message in the Word of God. And the hunger... Light rejected. We have rejected the light. Job 24, 13 says, Rebel, they rebelled against the light. Well, John 3, 19 tells us why. John 3, 19. This is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. You say, Preacher, I invite people to church. I can't get people to come to church. I know, I know how you feel. I invite people every week. Sometimes people come, sometimes they don't. They don't more than they do. You know why? You know one reason why? Not always, but one reason why people don't want to come? They can't stand the light. Light exposes darkness, and men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. You know, I, I heard on the news something, you know, all about the confirmation hearings of various cabinet members, members of the new president. And uh, someone said, well, it's, it's, it's an ordeal to go through. That uh, they examine every detail of your life and, and uh, you know, make it a public spectacle or whatever. But you know, if... If you've lived right, you don't have to worry about it, do you? If your life's been right, <laughs> of course, we all have sinned. We've all messed up somewhere along the line. We, we all have our, have our faults and failures. But light, they love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Light rejected. And then, fearfully, light is removed then. If you'll turn with me to John chapter 10, or John 12, pardon me, John chapter 12. And we'll see how light can be removed. And we read verse 35 and 36 where Jesus says, Walk while you have light, lest darkness come upon you. And verse uh, 38, The saying of his eyes the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report, to whom hath he, the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because the desire said again, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts that they should not see with their eyes and not understand with a heart and be converted and I should heal them. The idea that you can get saved whenever you want to is not taught in the Bible. You can get saved when God calls you, when God invites you to come. And a person that says, I'm not going to be saved now, uh, I've got plenty of time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sin, I'm going to live in wickedness and Right before I die, I'm going to get saved. Don't count on it. 
My Bible tells me, He that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. And uh, a person that rejects the light, that says, I don't want it, I'm not interested, I care nothing for God, then right before they die, they may have an opportunity, they may not. It's not my call to make. The Bible says in John 11, verse 10, But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. And Isaiah 5, 20, To the law and to the testimony, they speak not according to this word. It is because there is no light in them. Light removed. How would you like to live in a world of darkness? A world of darkness. I heard on the news about this this young lady that had been blind since I forget what age she was she, she went blind and she fell she had a she had a uh, a dog a CNI dog had been trained to help her and and she fell and hit her head on the table and woke up the next morning and could see it's amazing hard to understand how, you could, how a person lives in darkness. My great-granddad was blind. My dad's, Charles's granddad. My granddad's dad was blind. I never met him. I don't remember him. I guess he died before I was born. But he was blind. Read the Bible. My dad talks about him sitting in his lap and reading the Bible from the Braille Bible. I remember seeing those Braille Bibles, those Braille books of the Bible. And uh, blind people can, can contribute, even though they don't have their eyes. We had, a, we had a blind evangelist in revival one time. He'd stand up here and preach and walk over here just like, I thought, my, he's going to walk off. But he never did. And he had become accustomed. His other senses were... Were, were, were greater and, and he illustrated preached to the kids in school and he, was, he was showing how he was talking and walking up to that wall and right before he got to the wall he stopped he said I can, I can tell the difference in the sound of my voice the closer I get to that wall before the sound changes he learned to live with his blindness but darkness living in darkness but I'll tell you, there's something far worse than living in physical darkness, and that is living in spiritual darkness. The Bible said, She that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. And there's many people, they can see physically, but they're blind spiritually. And isn't it amazing a person can be brilliant and have a great education, and yet when it comes to spiritual things, they have no conception. And there's people that think, well, if I, if I just treat people right and try, try to be a good citizen and try to treat others right and, and, and try to do, do, live a good life, I, I think I'll be all right. No, you won't be all right. You have to be born again, Jesus said. And that's something I can't perform. And no other preacher can perform and no church and no religion and no amount of good works and no uh, ceremonies and no rituals and and nothing, no, nothing can do for a person. Nobody but God can do that according to this book, the Bible. They were born of God. And if a person does not have that experience, they'll go to hell. Care how good they are, how religious they are, 
how good a person, whatever. You have to be born again. And when a person rejects the light, they go off into darkness. They end up in the darkness. When the light goes out, you're in trouble. I told you about being, going out hunting. And I was crossing this fence, had flashlights, crossing the fence, and dropped the flashlight, and it went out. And I'll tell you one thing. It's really dark. My, my wife says, how can you go out there for daylight walking through them woods in the dark? I said, I'm not in the dark. I've got the light. <laughs> I'm not out there. I wouldn't want to go out there in the dark with no light. And I wandered around the daylight <laughs> trying to figure out where in the world I was at. But it taught me a lesson. Always carry a backup light. Guarantee you now I have two lights <laughs> when I go to the woods. Because I don't want to end up in the darkness out there. Light removed. When the light's removed, you're in darkness. And I talk to people and try to witness to people. And they're wandering around in the darkness. And they can't comprehend it. And they say, well, I don't agree with you. I think if I do the best I can... You know, I've heard that. I've heard that thousands of times, I guess. Well, I try to do the best I can. And that's not really the truth. If you ask that person, if you ask them another question, say, well, do you really do the best you can? Well, do you think you can improve? They'd always, well, yes, I, I probably can improve. I do better. and Nobody does the best they can anyway, do they? And if you did, that wouldn't be enough. Light removed. Let me, let me wind up here. Light remembered. Job 18, 5 and 6. Yea, the light of the wicked should be put out, and the sparks of his fire shall not shine. The light should be put out in his tabernacle. His candles should put, be put out with him. In Luke 16, 25, the rich man in hell, Abraham reminds him, he said, I want you to send Lazarus, dip the tip of his finger in water, or some water. You probably can't see it, or you may be able to. You know how much water I have on the tip of my finger? One drop. Just one. And he begged for water and couldn't get any. And he begged for Lazarus to go back and warn his brothers. And he couldn't get that request answered either. He remembered opportunity lost, but it was too late. That'd be the, one of the most tormented things of going to hell is to remember you didn't have to go there. Remember, you, you, could have got, you could have escaped that place. You remember. Remember, it can be a tormenting thing. Memory can be a blessing, but it can be a torturous thing. Light remembered. You know, the light's going to soon be taken from us and given back to Israel. We need to receive the light while we have opportunity. The thing that concerns me greatly is spiritually we are decaying as a nation. There's not as many people being saved. It's a, it's a trying time to live in light remembered. I'm going to close and turn to Revelation 21. Talk about the reward of light. Revelation 21. Verse 23 and 24. 
The city had no need of the sun, neither the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Chapter 22, verse 5, And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither the light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Would you like to live in a country where it's never dark? Where you don't have to sleep to rest, get refreshed for your body, refreshed. and It's going to be a glorious place. City is pure gold like transparent glass. The light will permeate the city, shine throughout the city. That light will be God himself. You realize the sun draws its energy from God. Why does the sun burn and burn and burn and never burn up? People say, I don't believe in an eternal hell. You believe the sun burned all these thousands of years? Keeps right on burning. The light, the energy comes from God. Well, we could talk a whole lot more about light. I'm going to live in a place where there's no night. But if you miss heaven and end up in hell, you'll live in eternal darkness. That'd be torture, wouldn't it? It's total darkness, outer darkness, the Bible tells us, a place where there's no light. The contrast in heaven, there's no darkness. Well, God made it possible for us. The most glorious thing about the whole thing is it's all free. It's all free. To him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. God gives it as a gift. And the only, ones that, the only ones that can have it is those that are willing to receive it. Say, Lord, I take it. I'm not worthy of it. But Thomason again is talking about when we get to heaven, worshiping the Lord, we realize our own utter unworthiness to be there. And how true that is. That's how you get saved when you realize, Lord, I'm a sinner. Nothing I could ever do to make me acceptable to you. But I'm willing to offer myself to you. I give myself to you to do the work. And somehow or another, I don't quite understand it all, somehow or another, God transforms us into a new creature. We're different. We call that salvation, the new birth, different designations of it. It's great to be saved. Let's bow our heads.